believe that planet Earth turns slowly. And I say, don't never say you're awake when I'm asleep. All right, that's enough. Sorry. Great singing skills. <laughs> um, I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, so guys, hello. <laughs> this is Suspiria, hello. a true crime podcast. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Carol. <laughs> and we are here coming to your ears or maybe your car speakers. If you're like me, you listen to podcasts um, in your car a lot. Um, we're here today with a case that might be familiar to some of you. If you are um, a fan of Investigation Discovery, just like mm-hmm. I am. Or a fan of um, UFC. True. Well, but uh, I found out about mm-hmm. this because of Investigation Discovery, so. Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. And um, today we are talking about the mysterious death uh, slash highly believed to be murder of Arturo Gatti. So. Yeah. We've been on a very mysterious um, strike lately, right? Exactly, yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's all yeah. like maybe it happened and maybe it didn't happen but i guess <laughs> Who knows? you will never know so yeah arturo gatti was an italian canadian boxer who won uh world titles and was involved in the ring fight of the year he was found mm-hmm. dead in pernambuco brazil yeah on- <laughs> we have tons of listeners in pernambuco so this one's for yeah, you guys this one's for you guys yeah. Uh, He was found dead on July 11th, 2009, and his death uh, is surrounded by controversy. His Brazilian wife, Amanda Carini Barbosa Rodrigues, was at first arrested for homicide, but she was later cleared of the charges. So throughout the episode, Karen and I will be mentioning um, a sheriff, um, but... The title that this person holds is—it's not really like a sheriff here, but it's the closest word that we could find for that title. Um, so if we say sheriff, it, it's like it's just like a chief of the police department, but it's not like a a stereotypical sheriff that you would find here. So, so Arturo Gatti or. Getty, Gotti, get, whatever. There's not. A I just say pronunciation. Gosh, <laughs> <Gotcha>, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think so. He it. was born. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Gotti is like. Maybe if you say like Gotti, like that. Gatti. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Arturo Gatti. Yeah, so exactly. he was born in Casino, Italy, in April fifteenth, nineteen seventy-two, and his family immigrated to Montreal when he was still a baby. So, so baby little boy. So, so he was still a child. They lived in the Little Italy section of Montreal, and it's was there that he developed a passion for soccer and hockey. He would eventually follow the footsteps of his older bu- brother Joe and became a boxer. Though, so Arturo became a professional boxer at the age of nineteen after he represented Canada at the 1991 World Junior Championship in Peru. At age 22, on June 22, 1994, he beat Leon Bostic and um, followed that with a round one knockout of Pete Tenefero. Talia Ferro, sorry. 
winning the USBA Junior Super Featherweight title. He would uh, retain the title after beating Richard Salazar and former world champion Jose Sanabria later that same year. So throughout his professional career, he fought a total of 49 fights, 40 of which he won, 31 of these he won by knockout, and he lost only nine times. He was known as an, as an aggressive all-action fighter, remembered as a slugger. So in the world of boxing, sluggers represent uh, everything that is brutal about the sport, the sport. They tend to lack finesse in the ring, and they make up for it in raw power after being able to knock out almost any opponent with a single punch. So George Foreman, yeah, that George Foreman, is not a famous slugger as well as Rocky Balboa, although we know that's a fictional character. Okay, pause. Yeah. We, guys, we already recorded this online once, but it didn't work out. Like, we had microphone malfunctions and all. And at that time, I didn't know George Foreman was a boxer. Uh, yeah, a boxer. I had yes. no idea. So she was like, "Wait, what? George Foreman?" And I was like, "Yeah, he was a, a boxer uh, first before he had the grills." And Kara was like dumbfounded. And I just noticed that my bra <laughs> is literally like sitting in the background of my video right there. As if I'm noticing it, Steph. I'm looking at the... I literally, <laughs> like, I, I was just like, what is that? I'm like, oh, that's, what? that's I, my bra. I can't bra. even see it. Hmm? She's like, yeah, I, I can't see it. Okay, good. I'm just going to lean I can't see like I can't see like a rainbow thing. I'm like, there's no way that's their bra. It's too big. Like, no, that's my pillow. My bra's right here. Okay. Anyway, um, I can't see back it. to Arturo. Yeah. The boxer retired. <laughs> I, I, I wish I wish I could savage that file of the of, of the like, huge oh my being God. dumbfounded. No, it was hilarious, you guys. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, Arturo. Uh, he retired in 2007 after his knockout by Alfonso Gomez on July 14, 2007. After his retirement, it was rumored that he was like trying to make a comeback um on september 24 2008 against um antonin de who was the canadian and north american boxing organization champion but that mm. didn't really happen so he was kind of very upset that he lost that fight right? yeah he was like really mad that he lost this fight and it was like his, his like final fight really mm-hmm. so so maybe like it's like it's important to keep that in mind that like you know Arturo he was like rich and all and he had like everything kind of thing yeah but like he he didn't leave gram- glamorously you know what I mean exactly he left us yeah loser. he didn't he didn't like yeah I said I said leave leave me like leaving the sport you know what I mean his career didn't end well yeah you know, and he was not having a good time with all this but anyways so he met his wife Amanda or Amanda as you would say it in English but she's Brazilian mm-hmm. so I'm just going to say it in Portuguese in Amanda, 2006 yeah. when she would have been around 20 years old while sources such as the Daily News who would later be sued by Amanda reported that she was an exotic dancer she denies that to be true less than a year after their first meeting Arturo proposed to her they got married at the Grand Canyon on in August of 2007. 
he already had a daughter from a previous relationship. And a year after they uh, got married, Amanda gave birth to their son, Arturo Jr. So, as I said, despite of all the happiness that the marriage and his new son had brought uh, Arturo, Amanda alleges that he took the retirement really hard. She says that he became depressed and started drinking a lot. So... Contrary to her statement, though, longtime friends of his state that he had always partied and always drank, was always like that, and um, that was never a problem. They say that, like, everybody had a crazier to the story because he was always kind of like, you know, that guy, right? Mm -hmm. As it is with every story, there are three sides of the fact. The public records show that um, on the 10 years prior to meeting Amanda, he was convicted of drunk driving in three different states and lost his license, actually, due to this. Aside from the DUIs, he was also involved in fights with police officers and even had left a Florida man brain damaged after a fight. So boxing photographer Tom Casino says that Amanda got the, the blunt over Tudor's uh, violent side. Yep. Yeah. Amanda alleged that he transformed into a different person when he drank. In early 2008, while on a vacation to Maui, Arturo was cited for domestic violence. Ugh. So reports state that she found out that she was pregnant in, while in Hawaii, but uh, that she denied. But she denied that he hit her while she was pregnant. So one of Arturo's longtime friends, Tony Rizzo. Uh, who is known for having lined up against Amanda, actually, states that their relationship was a roller coaster and they were constantly fighting. Uh, he also says that she constantly belittled Arturo, telling him that um, he was good for nothing, a bad fighter, and an alcoholic. Amanda states that they only fought, fought when uh, he drank and that she would throw things at him but never hit him. Of course, who doesn't do that, right? So I constantly don't. throwing things. Yeah, so Tom Casino says that um, she actually tried helping him with his problems. Yeah, so we're building up to like a very complicated scene here. So the couple would separate. Arturo would tell his friends that he was fed up with her and a court order would even be issued so that he was legally obligated to stay away from Amanda. They would continue fighting over text, though. A text from Amanda read, You're an embarrassment in and out of the ring. Wake up, loser. No one is jealous of your fucked up life. And another one read, I hope you crash when you text. But as fast as they would separate, they got back together. So it was that yo-yo relationship, on and off, on and off, on and off. So on to the crime itself. In late May 2009, the couple set out a on a trip, which Amanda says was a surprise vacation from Arturo to her. They would spend two weeks in Europe and then go to Brazil for a family graduation. According to Amanda, it was a second honeymoon, but Rizzo states that Arturo was trying to patch things up so that he could be near his son. Arturo's friends also believe Amanda had her own agenda and was after his money since days before the trip mere days. Arturo drew up a new will, leaving pretty much all that he had to Amanda and Arturo Jr., which is suspicious. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so on July 10th, 2009, the couple arrived at the resort in Porto de Galinhas, which is grossly mispronounced by everyone covering the story in the United States. Yes. <laughs> Por- again, guys, you're redoing this episode based on our storyline, okay? Porto de Galinhas, okay? So, on the night of the murder, the couple and their 10-month-old son had dinner at a local restaurant. According to her statements, among the statements, to the police, uh, they had two bottles of wine. And they went to a bar, of course, and had some beers. The couple then walked towards the hotel. But on the way there, they got into a fight, you know? So, witnesses state that he hit her, throwing her to the ground. And Amanda told the police that she had tried to uh, find a room with a couple of different hotels after Arturo left her behind and walked uh, away with the stroller. But since she had no money, she went back to the hotel uh, where they were initially staying at. Witnesses also state that Arturo took a cab to the hotel with the baby and since he didn't find Amanda... He would, Amanda, sorry, Amanda, he would, um, he went back to the downtown area of Puerto Chigalinas and uh, looked for her. There, he got into a fight and people started throwing rocks at him. Uh, the local sheriff even states that um, the people tried to ro- throw a bicycle <laughs> in his direction. Yeah, like, what kind of a fight is it <laughs> I can just if imagine. someone's picking up a bicycle to throw at someone. It's like, oh, this person's picking up rocks. This person's picking up sticks. I gotta pick up something. <laughs> oh, bicycle. the bicycle. Witnesses also say that he was bleeding from his head and shoulder and fighting back. People even describe them as the Incredible Hulk. Because yeah. you're getting bicycles thrown at you and you're like... And you just, just keep fighting. Plow, plow, plow. Yeah. So... The couple was staying in a duplex apartment that had a living room, kitchen, and bathroom on the first floor, and three bedrooms and a bathroom on the second floor. Arturo arrived back at the hotel with Junior at around 2 a.m. He told Amanda that he got into a fight with four people but wasn't angry. She also states that he was appalled at what he had done to her so he was very like apologetic like you know the old deal i will never hit you again well may i just say that he is on the right career for him man he loves fighting exactly right yeah and like i don't know as someone who has dealt with stuff like this it's just i'm just like every time i see the Mm -hmm. whole apologize he was so sorry i just like roll my eyes so far into my school it's ridiculous anyway Mm -hmm. so uh she made her way upstairs at which point he asked her if everything was over between them and she said yes (laughs) it would be the last time that she would ever see him alive Mm -hmm. so anyone will see him alive arguably yeah so or mm, i don't know anyways <laughs> sometime <laughs> later uh that night uh amanda says she woke up to make the baby's bottle and when she went downstairs she saw that arturo was on the floor it didn't really alarm her as she also stated that he often passed out on the floor and it looked like he was sleeping so she just left him there and walked towards the kitchen never said anything to him just left him there. A couple of hours later, she came back downstairs, still upset by the event f- events from the past night, and ready to say goodbye. 
When she touched his body, she noticed that he was really cold and she started screaming for help. And she was screaming like, they killed my husband, they killed my husband, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did kill fucking... Anyways. Police grew suspicious as they arrived at the scene. Arturo's body was on the floor, face down, in a pool of blood. Also on the floor nearby was a broken strap from a man's purse, stained with blood. Uh, he also had a deep gash on the back of his head, and a knife was lying nearby. They were also suspicious of the fact that um, she had just ignored his body on the floor when she saw it. And after security systems didn't show anyone else walking in or out of the apartment, Amanda was arrested. Yeah, anyways. 18 days after her arrest, Amanda was set free after medical examiners ruled the death as a suicide. Arturo was said to have hung himself from the stairs banister using the strap in Amanda's purse. So, like, he's laying, like, under the stairs, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, there's, like, uh, little, you know, space underneath the stairs, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking from the living room. And so, he would have um, hanged himself with a purse, basically. Yeah. Which... I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna give my final opinion <laughs> on this when we're done with the case. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyways, uh, local sheriff Paulo Alberis stated in 2011 that um, not her or anyone else had killed Arturo. He states that the security cameras show no one walking into the apartment. That there were no signs of a break-in. There were no signs of a break-in. No signs of anyone having crawled up or down the walls. Fantastico's team visited the hotel and only found uh, one security camera at the entrance. They also found several ways of getting to the apartment floor door. The sheriff still maintains that Amanda wouldn't have stayed in the hotel or called for help um, had she committed the murder. Which is just silly, but okay. Yeah. So Amanda also swears that uh, no one got into the apartment that fateful night. Yeah. So. <sighs> the Gachi family was completely outraged at the results of the investigation, which they theorized was completely botched by the Brazilian mm-hmm. police, which wouldn't be very surprising, but okay. Yeah. They hired private investigators, Paul Ciolino and Joe Moura, who arrived in Brazil on May of 2011. Uh, Ciolino stated local police didn't have all the tools to conduct a a proper investigation and wanted to see if the evidence at the scene supported authorities' official theories. He theorized that Arturo was hit over the head in the apartment, rendered unconscious, unconscious, and then strangled. The private investigation lasted for 10 months, and they stated that there was no way he hung himself because his body would have landed somewhere else. The private investigation... Yeah, they did, like, um, like test where they, like, threw the body. Yeah. So, like, simulated that on the very, like, room. And, like, a thousand times it landed in a different position. Yeah. Like, it never landed where he was. 
The private investigators did, however, ignore the witnesses who stated Arturo was already bleeding before going back into the apartment. A CBS crew even tracked down the actual cab driver who took him back to the hotel that night. And that cab driver stated that he could see the back of his head was bleeding and that mm -hmm. it had also stained his car seat with his blood. Though the private investigators requested that the case be reopened, it never was. A Canadian judge awarded Amanda the remainder of her to the state, which she says that was only $2 million. Uh, and she never got an apology uh, from the Gatti family. Um, because he were, they were like trying to fight for Arturo's um, uh, inheritance yeah. too, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. And remember the whole will thing that before that it wasn't just Amanda and Arturo Jr.? Yeah. Like it was probably including all of them. Yeah. And it was like a huge legal battle and I think it was more than two million. Yeah. Um, when, but after the legal fees. Yeah. Uh, it was two million. Yeah. Which is already very comfortable like you know honestly uh, i don't think two millions all that like well at my current situation two million dollars mm -hmm. is a lot of money but i feel like in the long run it wouldn't be a lot of money yeah but i think two million if you're living in brazil yeah uh, but i don't think she would want to live in brazil know? oh no totally not but i don't know what her situation was yeah true or what his situation was either because They met in the U.S. and he's not even Canadian or uh, American. He's Italian. You know what I mean? What's the, like, was she eligible for a green card? I don't think so. You know? No, he was Can he was a Canadian citizen. He moved. I know, but they, they, they met in the U.S., didn't they? Or was it Canada? No, they met in the U.S., but they lived in Canada, uh -huh. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, the mother of Gachi's first daughter filed a wrongful death suit against Amanda, which was dismissed by the judge id's murder in paradise did an episode on this case but i guess we'll never see the truth after all yep yeah exactly Steph, do you want to say your opinion after before i say my mine? so my opinion is i definitely like the thing is i definitely think that the investigation was botched i can't tell you mm -hmm. why i don't think that she herself like physically strangled him i don't think she like because she's a, like a small girl i don't think she could have actually yeah. done that but i think she could have you know just left the door unlocked and someone could have walked mm -hmm. in so you know what i think happened mm. i think that he might have done that you know try to kill himself mm -hmm. with the Uh, purse strap because what happened that night you know i mean he is it's probably even though he's used to fighting it's probably like a lot of psychological like, you know trauma to like be um lynched by someone you know mm -hmm. by like a crowd and stuff he was lynched you know even though he did well yeah on the lynching like that's probably traumatic and then you come home and your wife says it's over Yeah. Like, you're in a country far away. Like, you, he probably doesn't speak Portuguese. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I, I feel like it's a situation where that could have happened. You know? Like, you don't yeah. know if they only had 
uh, drinks. You know, he could have been on something else and that, you know, altered his, you know, judgment, yeah. better judgment of things. And because... Uh, did you see pictures of the crime scene? I I have seen it, but, like, mm-hmm. it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a lot of blood. Yeah. You know? No, and, so, like, like, if it was, if he was, I think he was, if he was bleeding profusely, uh, it would have been, like, he would not be able to, like, make it to the um, hotel room. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, that's also... So, sorry, let me just finish yeah. so you, the listeners don't lose um, my place. Uh, what I think was, he probably tried to kill himself, you know, and then he falls and he can't. But he was maybe, like, you know, kind of out of it and maybe try to move mm-hmm. and stuff. And when Amanda sees that, you know, and that's why he's, he's bleeding. He's probably, like, he his head or something. You know what I mean? He's bleeding more than um would be usual when amanda sees it she sees an opportunity to kill him to kill him because yeah. he's already down i don't think she would have been able to just you know we're fighting and then she you know takes this fighter this boxer down yeah you know, that's just impossible for me but if he's already down i think it's very probable yeah that's a good theory but like yeah. With the, like, I definitely don't think she's innocent because of the blood. Because, mm-hmm. like, there was no way for her to walk past him into the kitchen and ignore the puddle mm-hmm. of blood. Like, like that's the biggest bullshit story that I have ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember. Like, I want to know a little bit more about the investigation. Like, do they know for certain which banister he um yeah they know would it probably and, they know yeah they know um i remember on at least on the investigation discovery thing they did mm-hmm. it like the, there was a specific banister and like some of the investigators uh like the private investigators not the brazilian mm-hmm. ones were even thinking that the banister wasn't even like strong enough to hold his mm-hmm. body for enough time for him to like die mm-hmm. before the strap finally broke uh that's also yeah, one because, thing that they said yeah because he was it was a pair strap not <laughs> yeah it was a it's not also another thing i want to know like was there more um uh, efficient ways of him killing himself with the apartment exactly he had a knife you know you know yeah was there like a gas stove or something he could have put his head in yeah true right like was there any other better ways yeah right I don't know. And even, like, the purse, was it... Hang yourself with, like, a rope made out of fucking bed sheets or something. You know, it's better than a purse strap. I don't know. I don't... I think she's definitely... She definitely has some guilt, you know. Even if she saw him, like... Even if he did kill himself, but she saw him agonizing when she went to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, and didn't do anything. Yeah. I think that's maybe possible, too yeah exactly no i i think like i'm i'm leaning more towards the oh the door was left unlocked (laughs) and i'm just gonna go sleep with my baby like have a good night whatever happens to you downstairs (sighs) yeah or we know el psicopata (laughs) yeah exactly or it was the zodiac killer 
the zodiac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I think that's it for the story. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna eat some <laughs> mac and cheese. After all, I'm mm-hmm. I'm literally paused. I have like ten minutes left of the last episode of Doom Patrol. And I'm so excited for it. Do you watch Doom Patrol? The what? Doom Patrol? No. No? No. I watch it. You know what I'm watching, Ryan? You don't approve of it. I'm still watching it. Why? I'm watching Friends again for the oh, 50th time. <laughs> Go watch Golden Girls. I was <laughs> telling Carol, Sam and, Sam and I were, ter- were telling Carol that she needs to watch. She's never seen Golden Girls, guys. I've never seen Golden Girls. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Golden Girls is amazing. <laughs> but now, I really want to watch it. Now I have, like, a downgraded Hulu uh, membership, so I get the mm-hmm. ads. Because um, I get, like, the free Spotify Hulu thing, so I only pay five bucks for it. Uh, but I get so annoyed because they always cut, like, the best part. And then they put an <laughs> ad, and I'm like... You're testing my patience. And I have other ways, if you know what I mean, of watching <laughs> TV shows. So I think I'm just going to start doing that with Golden Girls. Because it's like the ads are driving me insane. Mm-hmm. I still haven't watched, finished watching Quiz of Linda. Oh, really? Oh, that no. show was so good. I made my mom um, oh, watch I really want to finish it, though, but I'm going to wait for it. Oh. I made my mom watch it. I mm-hmm. think she, because uh, like we were watching together, I think we watched the first three episodes. She really mm-hmm. liked it. Um, we're talking about most beautiful thing, guys. It's a yeah, Netflix the most beautiful show. thing, a Brazilian Netflix show. Yeah, it's, it's only on really Netflix, good. and it's you can um, add subtitles on any language, even like Chinese, simplified and traditional, and uh, you can. There's like a. a dubbed version in english and you can watch that but uh, i'm not gonna i have like one episode left and i'm not gonna watch it Don't. because matt's learning portuguese now oh and he asked me to like wait so because he wants to like watch it too oh okay because so, i was gonna yeah, say I'm probably gonna watch dude, it like in five years the last episode <laughs> yeah the last episode it's just so yeah i'm waiting hit me. for that hit me baby mm-hmm. one more time that's all i have to say about the last episode <laughs> But the mechanism oh, is God. back. I need to watch the second yeah. season. I haven't watched the first one yet. <gasps> really? I binge watched that in a day. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, uh, the most beautiful thing I saw, like, because mm-hmm. I didn't really think I was gonna like most beautiful thing. If I'm being one hundred percent honest, I only it's surprisingly watched good, it. I think. Hmm? It's surprisingly good. Like, I didn't yeah. A no, lot the reason I, why I watched it is because like one of my Brazilian girl crushes is in it, Mel Lisboa. So I was Aye. like. I think, I, and I like Fernando Vasconcelos a lot. Uh-huh. And I was Mel like, Lisboa is the one with the is the the main one, right? It's Teresa, Teresa, Aloira. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So, uh-huh. uh, so I was like, hmm, my girl crush is in this, and it, there's another actress that I like. I'm gonna give it a try. So I started it at like eight thirty at night when I got home from work. I was like, okay, I'll just watch an episode. <laughs> Fucking watch the it. whole show. In one night, I went to bed at like 3 a.m. that night because I, I was like, okay, just just one more episode, uh-huh. just, just another episode. And then I didn't realize that it was only seven episodes. So I was like, oh, I'll watch episode seven and then I'll have three more because usually it's like 10 episodes, right? Ten. And then yeah. I was like, okay, next episode, next episode. And I was like, what? 
And like, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but like, there's a reason why I wanted the next episode. <laughs> so I was like, give me oh, the next episode. I was so mad. Well, so. Hopefully by the time I watched it, I watch it, it will be like season you know, two, five seasons. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah. I need to watch the mechanism, but I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. tonight because otherwise I'm just going to be up all night watching it. But you need to watch for a season. It's mm-hmm. very good. My my cousins and my friends were not happy with it because they thought it was like super biased. But I was watching biased towards what side? Uh, well, they thought that it was painting Pete in a bad light. So I don't think I watched Mechanism because I was like, yeah, this is gonna make me mad, you know? Cause, yeah, like yeah. My friend said that it was biased, which. Mm-hmm. Not for nothing, but I feel like whenever there's anything negative said about that party, my friends are like, it's biased, whatever. (laughs) But, like, I feel like I didn't watch it thinking, hey, this is based on real facts. Mm -hmm. I literally just watched it like Elite Squad. I was like, oh, this is for entertainment. And maybe that's (laughs) why I like it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Lava Jato or anything. It's about Lava Jato, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just kind of like, I mean, I know they're going to paint Moro as like, you know, the hero of the nation, you know? But I feel like season but two, did they? it's going to be different. Yeah. I feel probably. like they're going to twist it around it's a season different two. country, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, Brazilian politics, guys. Oh big head shake no 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 you know yeah it's like it's like what's the safe word i need this to stop you know it's awful, awful yeah awful. so like i don't know i and it's happening in like real time it, so i yeah, think that this is stuff that happened like last maybe week. like four yeah. years ago most so i'm like this is still developing why are you making something about it you know what i mean but I feel like that was smart of um no, of totally the, smart the of the creators because like okay they can lay the groundwork for this and people are just gonna be pissed but then like mm-hmm. season two they could come in and be like well actually just kidding we don't like the 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 right side either we're just like in the middle or something yeah I, I really want to like watch and see what just to see on season two if they say something about Bolsonaro yeah you know no I mean? like is it gonna comments, be a bolsonaro people character making comments on it on facebook when they released a trailer for season two they were mm-hmm. like oh i guess now we're gonna see that the judge wasn't that great after all was he mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like oh god mm-hmm. but i live for which i don't know if he's like a bad bad guy but i'm just really bothered when they paint someone as you know this is the savior you know what i mean because yeah. a lot of people idolize him, you know, and I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I really have a problem with idolizing any kind of judge, politician, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like that at all in Brazil or in, in the U.S. Like no matter what side, I don't like idolizing politicians. Same. You know? So, and he's a politician. He's like a minister now, right? Yeah, he is. So I just, I don't doesn't. Yeah, but I feel like uh, that's mm. the angle that they're working towards. Um, and it's funny because it was uh, produced by Giuseppe Padilla, mm-hmm. who like produced Elite Squad. 
and narcos and stuff and people were like when the first season came out they were trying to pit Wagner Moda against Giuseppe <laughs> Dini because Wagner Moda is like a like a really left-leaning person like openly left-leaning yeah. person yeah that would have been funny yeah and he's the muse of this podcast so i would have he watched is. it already exactly to... so they're like oh you want to hear him talking about this blah blah <laughs> i'm like i i'm pretty sure that wagner motor has better things to do than like yeah. contribute to little internet wars over <laughs> the fact that zapajit is making uh but a tv show that's painting his political party in a negative mm-hmm. light like who would you cast in a movie to play Bolsonaro? Marcelo Agnelli. No, but he's too comical. Well, he plays Bolsonaro in his show. I know, sometimes. I know. But that's amazing, yeah, and and he funniest. does it really well. <laughs> that's why he, he is really good. He is really good. I can't. You think know of who anyone I would else. cast? Who? Uh, oh my god, what's his name? Agustin Cajara. Yes! 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 Pedro, Pedro, Pedro. What's his last name? Pedro Coelho. Coelho. No, no, no. Not Coelho. Pedro. Oh my god. Oh my god. My phone's dead. I can't even look it up. I can't look it up. Pedro Cardoso. Pedro Cardoso. He's a great guy. Yes. Yeah, but he is extremely not for bolsonaro so i think he yeah. would not be down but i think that. he's like a fair guy you know what i mean yeah but like he i don't think fa- yeah um he hasn't acted in brazilian mm-hmm. like in anything really um and he moved to portugal too so yeah he lives in portugal so i don't think he would have what's done his it. name paulo Cardoso? Pedro. Pedro. pedro yeah and he's very against bolsonaro like mm-hmm. very most artists are yeah yeah, most there's a lot. I feel like every day now his fandom just grows shorter. He's doing some awful stuff, you guys. It's like even worse than Oh my god. I did not know that he is like married to Graziella Moreto. Graziella Moreto. Yeah, if you look at her, you're gonna know who she is. She was in Castelo Hashimbul. Dude, his Wikipedia page looks just like Bolsonaro, like the face. Yeah. I'm like looking at it right now. But she was in Castel Hachimbun. She looks familiar. Like, I'm telling you. What was she? She was in, in Castel Hachimbun. Ipacia. Yeah, but. Okay. Ipacia. Ipacia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now yeah, you know but she is. wasn't like a, a she, that was like a recurring character, but not like one of the main ones. Yeah, but she's been in a bunch of um, yeah, in a bunch of like novellas. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Yeah, good. She looks very familiar. Yeah, I think I know her more from somewhere else, not just Castel Hachimbo. I need them uh, to let me let me watch stuff on the Global Play app on my phone. I know, right? Why does it let like Or they need to like do a global global play um app for the Amazon Fire Stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep having to watch it on my computer. Yeah, exactly. Which guys if you guys don't know, Stephanie has the Global Play thing mm-hmm. and I use her password and I'm watching Avenida Brasil. Like from beginning to end, I'm rewatching it. Cause it was just so good. It was great. It was really good. And I'm like, I want to watch it all. 
Because I then just I, want I, them I want to, to have like, the, a casa das sete mulheres. But global play, like as a platform, I know like people in Brazil are like substituting it for Netflix. Even mm-hmm. they're like canceling their Netflixes to keep. Yeah, because uh, they bought global a bunch the rights to a bunch of TV. Shows. Yeah, they have like tons of shows. Yeah, but the app sucks. Exactly. Like the browser sucks. So I'm like, how do you use this? It's not you very user friendly. Not user friendly at all. It's awful. It's like he wants to be Netflix, man. And I, I just want, I just want an app for my amazon fire stick but like people in brazil don't use amazon fire sticks so this is never gonna happen mm-hmm. for me i just want to be able to watch <sighs> on my tv without having to turn on my computer and like flip from one thing to another thing yeah you know? anyway oh my i'm so tired Let's end this so I can mm. go eat my mac and cheese and watch my 10 minutes of Doom Patrol. <laughs> and is my hair dry yet? Nope. My hair is still wet. I got so mad today because I washed my hair like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And like today I was next to like a grill all day long. So now it smells like smoke. And I'm like, I don't want to wash it again. You know, my psoriasis is flaring. I have psoriasis on my scalp. You, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see it, but it's like right over here. So I've been mm-hmm. washing my hair way more often because of that. Because mm-hmm. it's like super embarrassing. My dad mm-hmm. has psoriasis too, mm-hmm. which is probably why I have it. But he has like on his face and like on his oh. neck. And he likes, he's super self conscious about it. Mm-hmm. So, at least I only have it on my scalp, but still. Because <laughs> people will be like, oh, what is that dandruff? I'm like, it's not. It's psoriasis. And thanks for pointing it out. Like, it's the worst. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm constantly saying that at work. I'm like, this client was, was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we haven't really referenced any shows in the episodes. Well, I just know why. Oh no! <laughs> Before that, yeah. yeah. So I'm shouting out listeners from a specific place in Canada, and I was gonna say Montreal because you know for Turagati, but no, we don't have any, do we? So I'm shouting out people in Nova Scotia. Hi, Canadians. Yeah. How does it feel to have great health insurance? No, specifically, because I can zoom in to you guys a little more. Lower Sackville. Hello, listeners from Lower Sackville, Canada. How low can your sack go? That's all I want to say about this. Yeah. And with that in mind, we just lost (laughs) 20 subscribers. Yeah, we just lost all the listeners from Lower Sackville. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So, uh, yeah. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Not week, because this is the middle of the week when we release this episode, right? It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not a bonus episode. It's a catching up episode, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, until next 
episode next time will probably not be a mysterious case like these past few we have been covering mm-hmm. so we'll see we'll see we'll see only us know what's on the list and the yeah jesus also knows <laughs> yeah we have um three people access to our um lineup steph carol and jesus and that's exactly. it exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah i hope you guys have a good end of the world after all ciao ciao thank you for listening to another episode of suspiria a true crime podcast if you are a creep and enjoy listening to all of that horrible information Please check out our previous episodes and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Suspiria Podcast. Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Suspiria Carol. And you can follow me at eu.steph. Note, none of us post anything interesting. We do, actually. If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at suspiriapodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao! I'm Ginger. And I'm Lo. And we make a podcast called Big Feelings. It's the podcast for weirdos with kids. Join us as we chat about the joys and pitfalls of parenting. And after about a half an hour of that, I make Ginger listen to horrifying stories of true crime, the paranormal, and high strangeness. Because honestly, guys, parenting can be lonely. So come hang out with us.